Welcome to the Right Way Christian Center podcast. Here at Right Way, we exist so that people may know God personally, grow in God relentlessly, and show God compassionately. We hope that you grow because of this message today. To our fullest, we're in part two, and we're going to, the, the part two, the subtitle is, Listen Inside You. Come on, say, listen inside you. Hear this statement. Holy Spirit was sent from heaven to develop us to our fullness. Holy Spirit was sent from heaven to develop us to our fullness. He is our teacher. He's our guide. He's our strengthener. And he's our comforter. In lesson one, we learn that great coaches are great teachers. John 14 verses 25 through 26 in the Amplified Bible says, I've told you these things while I am still with you, Jesus talking, but the comforter, counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, stand by the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, in my place, to present me and act on my behalf. He will teach you all things. And he will cause you to recall, will remind you of, bring to your remembrance everything I have told you. And so we said Holy Spirit is the greatest teacher of the church. Not experience, problems, adversity, and surely not the devil. Amen. Can we learn from experiences? Yes. But God did not give us experiences as the great teacher. Holy Spirit is the teacher. Come on, say Holy Spirit is the teacher. And so on today, we're gonna, we, we will learn that great coaches give good direction. Come on, say great coaches give good direction. Uh, look at John chapter 16, verse 13. Catch it on the monitors. I'll be moving. <clears throat> it says, how be it when he, the spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, But whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. Now, here's a beautiful example of that. You have someone that's in church, and that person dies. They transition to go and be with the Lord. Let's just use myself for an example, right, for teaching purposes only. I pass, and y'all be like, oh, people get upset. People leave the church. People then begin to start doubting God. You know, like, Lord, we knew our pastor. He was a great teacher. All them scriptures he used to be able to quote. How he died, the word must not work. Well, Holy Spirit. See, you're trying to use that experience as the teacher, but Holy Spirit is the great teacher. And so let me give you an example uh, to show you why we, we better be careful when we are trying to use external things to, to, to measure and learn of God. When Jesus said, Holy Spirit will come in his place. I'm going to stick some in right here. We even better be careful when we get to talking about Jesus is in the room. Because the scripture said, Jesus said out of his own mouth, Holy Spirit is going to take my place. I'm not saying it can't show up. I'm not saying Jesus can't show, show himself. But we got to be real careful because we start to get spooky and we don't follow the order of the scripture first. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. I want to back up off that because I, I would have to teach some more to give you some understanding when folks say that. But, but let me say this, you're, you're under the teacher Vincent who is teaching you. So if you want to follow the school of thought of somebody else, 
they have followed the school of thought of somebody else. But it's going to be real confusing if you're trying to, if you say you're assigned to this house and you're supposed to be following this school of thought and you're mixing me with another school of thought. Like you can't go to Williamson and LaFleur. <laughs> both of them are schools and both of them are giving education. But based on where you live determines the school you go to. Okay, 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 okay. Just we'll get into that a little later on. So years ago, the Lord, Holy Spirit told me in my prayer time to stop eating pork. Now, is eating pork wrong? No. It was in the Old Testament where we are now under a new and better covenant. And according to 1 Timothy, the Bible says all things are good to eat if you give thanks. Right? That's what the scriptures say. But now God told me to stop eating pork. So the moment God said that to me, eating pork to me became a sin because Holy Spirit said it. Now, is eating pork a sin? No, not according to Scripture. But if God directly tells you not to do something, it now becomes a sin to you because it's not a faith. So I can't even put pork on my plate and bless it and expect it to be blessed going in my body because God told me not to, although the Bible says it's right. Are you listening to me? So if down the line I die and you're only, you only have sense knowledge, he prayed, he could quote scripture, he loved you, Lord. Look at what he, but you don't have internal knowledge that God told me to stop eating pork then you can't, you shouldn't walk away from the word or from the church because you only have sense knowledge. I never believe a person that tell me I tried the church and I tried God. Their confession just told on themselves, I tried, which means they were not sold out and dedicated to. Come on, that's no different than a one night stand. You tried them. God don't show up in one night stand. That, that trips me out when Christians, I tried the church thing. Yeah, that's your problem. You tried it. So in other words, God had to prove to you. And when he didn't prove to you or he didn't live up to your rules, he ain't God. Huh. The Bible, Bible says, that, uh, 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 they said in their heart, there is no God. He said, that's a fool. Don't move it when people tell me, I tried the church thing. Yep, <laughs> I see why you are now. I see you tried it. I tried tithing. That's the problem. You tried it. No belief in it. But can't no man or woman try you? Won't you put yourself on the trying scene? See how it works out. Now imagine how God feels when you having flings with him. But you won't allow folks to have flings with you. You're a hypocrite. I ain't talking to nobody here. I'm talking to somebody on the screen to say they tried God. You hypocrite. You tried God. How you trying? You try chicken. You try tacos. You try the one chip. You don't try God. Try Jesus. Don't try, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That, was, that, was, that was just a joke, that was just a joke, that was just a joke, that was just a joke. 
So, so Holy Spirit spoke to me personally and said, so now come on, come on, come on, come on. You got Holy Spirit in you. You want God to show up and tell you what? You want Jesus to physically show up and tell you what? He say, I put Holy Spirit in you and Holy Spirit took my place and Holy Spirit will speak in you. Watch this. And he's not going to speak of himself. It'll be me speaking because he'll only say to you what I said. God come in the room. Holy Spirit come in the room. Christ in you. The hope of glory. I'm telling you. I, now listen, I, I love prayer. We getting ready to have moments of prayer. We're supposed to. But I, I, I hope you hear what I'm saying. I hope you get what I'm saying. I think the church praying too much. And I know that don't sound. That just don't sound. Because he say men are always to pray and not faint. Yes. But hear me with your spirit and not with your head. I think the church is praying. We're praying so much that we're praying past the order of God. That's what I mean. We're praying past the order of God. He said the Holy Spirit will show you things to come. And after he shows you what's to come, it's the church's job to now get up and manage that word. Not to stay on their knees and ask God to do it. So we're still on our knees asking God to do something. When he gives us the word, it is now your responsibility to work. That word work really means to manage, to manage that word. To steward what you heard. But we're still on our face and we need to, you need to groan and you need to cry. The Bible says that the earth is waiting for the sons of God to disclose themselves. The earth ain't waiting on God. The earth is not waiting on God. When God shows back up, it's called the rapture. It's called the catching up. Well, we, Lord, Lord, what's coming from your pulpit? What's coming from your pulpit? You want God to show back up? We are all out of here. Should he show up? Yes. Guess when he shows up? When the sons of God recognize who they are and we show up on the scene to change things. But if you're asking God to come, he's going to come and it's called the second coming and it's a catching up. It's not a coming to change. It's a coming to redo everything that's messed up. And you shouldn't be ready for that yet. Who please come Jesus. Your selfish hypocritical self. Knowing that you got family members that are not saved. Knowing you got friends that are not saved. And you asking him to come back to leave them behind. Your selfish behind. You selfish. I'm asking him to steady his coming. I want as many in the kingdom and in heaven as possibly could get there. And when we pray like that, we're praying from a position of selfishness. You ain't saved nobody. You ain't prayed the prayer of salvation with nobody. You ain't told nobody about Jesus. No wonder you want him to come. But if you save one person and you, you know what that, not, not you save, but you lead somebody to salvation. And you get that feeling one time, it's like crack. Pray the, pray the prayer of salvation. And I mean, I'm talking about you can see the spirit change right before your eyes. Boy, you get like a pit bull. What? Somebody else not. That person over there, I'm going to get. Huh, bam, bulls out. You go, I'm going to save them too. You mess around to be biting the back of the chair. I'm like, Where the unsaved person at? But you don't know what it feels like because you barely saved. Okay, let me get back over here. 
Listen at this statement. Holy Spirit lives inside of the believer to guide us. Unfortunately, many believers look to the external things for direction. Like we look for the world's wisdom, people's opinions, the internet, and the plans that we make without consulting him. The plans that we make without consulting him. I want to go and drop this in here because it's running out, it's circling, circulating all over social media. And since I'm on social media, I guess I can go, this be a good place for a stick up. Jada and Will Smith, they are not the standard for marriage. Marriage is God's system and nobody that brings that relationship under the covenant of marriage has the right to determine the standards of marriage. You, you come into marriage to do marriage God's way. So it's not that marriage don't work. It's that people don't work marriage the way God said. Divorce is not an indication that the marriage did not work. There is nothing wrong with the marriage. Something is wrong with the people that were supposed to be working the marriage. Listen, ain't nothing wrong with the gym. Ain't nothing wrong with the gym. You can't, oh, this weight ain't coming off me. Well, the weight don't come off with the membership only. I just said something. 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 <laughs> I just said something. I just said something. I just said something. I just said something. Listen, listen. Here's the problem with most believers. Here's the problem with most believers. They think membership alone changes things. I'm saved, so it's supposed to automatically change. Lie. No scripture says that. It's just the membership. The membership gives you the ability into the facility. So you can have interest into the facility. I can give you a lifetime membership. I can give you a nutritionist and I can even give you a weight trainer. And having all of those things still will not cause you to lose the weight or gain the muscle. You've got to get your butt to the place that they are. And we think I'm saved and I come to church. So it's just supposed to change. Are you working out? Are you working the word? Watch this, watch this. That, that was my pastor's insert right there. And, and, and so, so none of it, having the trainer, having the, I can even give you a schedule, but that schedule in your smartphone that will even ding and let you know that you're supposed to be doing it right now will not have an effect in your life if you don't work what's in the schedule. So it don't work just because you carry it. It don't work just because it's on your counter. It works that when it dings, you do what it said. And it's dinging every day. Ding, don't go with him. Ding, don't date her. Ding, don't lie. Dings, tell the truth. Ding, pay your tithes. And then we ignore the ding, but want everything that the Bible says. Listen, this is the believer. They believe that just because he is God, just because they save, and just because the word said it, and just because they come to church, that it's automatically going to happen. But watch this now. I got news for you. Life happens on purpose. Are you listening to me? Listen, listen, listen. Uh, 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 mm, uh, uh, 
I talked about them people talking about they tried stuff. How, how I don't listen to them. They tried God and tried church. I don't listen to them. Because they're not doing anything on purpose. No true intent behind it. Just trying to see if, if you know, we, we, we almost treat God like we treat jobs and, and different stuff. Uh, we, I just want to see which one going to catch fire. <laughs> so I, I'll do different things and whichever one take off, that's the one I'll go with. So I'll do God the same way. And if the tie take off, I'll go with it. If the giving take off, I'll go with it. You know, if, if God straighten my life out, I'll go with him. But if he don't, well, I tried. Well, how does Holy Spirit, let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. Well, 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 let me, let, me, let, me, let me say this. Let me say that. I want to go back. Unfortunately, what my time? Okay, I got a good time. Unfortunately, many believers look to external things, right, for direction. We talked about world's wisdom, people's opinions, the internet plans uh, that we make without consulting, without consulting God. Well, it, it's okay to make your plans. Lean in. But let Holy Spirit say yes or say no to each step. If you will learn to listen inside of you, come on, say inside of me. You will hear Holy Spirit guiding you to the best path for your success and giving you direction about the next steps you should take. If you listen inside you, come on, say listen inside you. Now, now watch this. Here's the scripture, Proverbs 16 and 9, New Living Translation is the operative verse. It says, we can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. So, so planning is a part of it. I should, I should come to God with a plan. Lord, this is what I'm wanting to do. But the Bible says the Lord will put the yes and the no and the steps on it himself. Proverbs 16 and 3, put a uh, 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 same Amplified Bible. Proverbs 16 and 3, the Amplified Bible. It says, roll your works upon the Lord. It says, commit and trust them wholly unto him. So shall your thoughts become agreeable to his will, and so shall your plans be established and succeed. In other words, I can't trust my mind if it hadn't been first transformed by his word. So God say, in order for you to avoid failure, he says, whatever you're deciding to do, roll it over on him, commit it, and trust it to him. In other words, okay, God, it's yours. I'm waiting for you to respond to me. Not, okay, God, and I'm going to do it unless you stop me. But then you hadn't rolled it over on him. The Bible says when you roll it on them, you got to commit and trust it. In other words, you got you to take your hands all the way off of it. And then the Bible says he'll give it back to you. And, and when he gives it back to you, his plans, his thoughts, it will be his thoughts and not yours. He say, he say and then it will be established and you will succeed in it. Almost sounds like fail-proof living. If we were just, but see, we in such a hurry. Believers are in such a hurry. You know why? Because really the world is our Bible. And our phones have trained us to look to learn and not read to learn. So it, we even shut our minds off because if it's not in color and if I can't scroll to get it, rather than turn to hear it. Did you hear what I just said? We'd rather scroll to get it than turn to hear it. And so we don't know what Holy, Holy Spirit's voice sounds like because we ain't listening to him enough. See, I, I, I'm a, I read books, and sometimes I just buy books because I'm not, I'm not interested in every chapter. Especially if a person I know that they are anointed in this area and they wrote a book, I'm, I'm t I, can write, I can buy a book and only need two chapters from the book. Sometimes I buy books because I'm interested in the information, and when I begin to read the book, I don't hear the voice of the author. I stop reading it because I know potentially a ghostwriter may have done it. 
or either the editor may have wrote the voice of the person. So my editors, I make sure that they know, okay, this needs to sound like me. Make the corrections, but it needs to sound like me. Because that came out of my spirit as Holy Spirit led me. So don't write me out. Right. So, so when you read the book, one of my books, you'll be like, that sounds just like pastor. So I've had people tell me, pastor, I read your book and it sounded like you were talking. Right. Watch this. Watch this. So they knew it was me because they were familiar with my voice. So you don't have to worry about not knowing what Holy Spirit sounds like. Because if you read them enough. You'll know what he sound like. So when you say, I don't know what Holy Spirit sounds like, you just told on yourself. You just told on yourself. You just said you don't read your Bible. You just told on yourself. I ain't got to be in your house. I ain't got to follow you. But if you said that, it's evident that you don't read the Bible. I, I could be, in, I gave you this example. I could be in the middle of the mall. And daddy is a title. Father is a title. It's not a name. And we know that there are many men walking around, Michelle, that are, that are daddies in that corridor of that mall. But any one of my kids can say daddy and, and no man will turn around but me because I've had time with them. They've had time with me and in time spent, we know what we sound like. And they say, Dad, and I immediately turn around because I know that's one of my children calling me because I'm familiar with the voice because of time spent. So when you say you don't know what God sounds like and you don't know what Holy Spirit sounds like, it's evident that you don't have enough time spent. All this missing God we're doing, we shouldn't be. We shouldn't be missing God as much as we're missing God. We shouldn't be in as many failed relationships that we're in. And then what we try to do, we try to find the out by saying God, God did that to try to teach me something. Four years? Four years of abuse? God was trying to teach you something? God was trying to teach you something by letting a man or a woman beat on you? What did you learn? Because if it was a lesson, you shouldn't have come out with no trauma. Your spirit shouldn't be broken. You should be strong. But you're broken. So what did you learn? So God puts you through stuff to break you spiritually? Or to build you spiritually. And we accredit all everything in life, we accredit to God teaching us. He brought you through that because He's about to bring you out. We accredit all that to no, 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 no. How about some of that is your not hearing Him? And you took that cul de sac. You took that dead end street. Gotta stop. I'm, 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 I, if you can't tell, I am a little hot and saucy with a lot of stuff that we're teaching from the pulpit that just don't line up with scripture because they go over to Acts. Let me show you something. My God from heaven, they can't show it to you in the Bible. That's the thing to get me. I don't care how much, how much, how much, how much stuff. Oh, Fave ain't over there. I don't care how much stuff they, I don't care how, mu how much stuff they do. They can't show it to you in the Bible. They, they, they put strings and now they, they got you. You hypnotize. So they can tell you anything and you, you want to know why I'm here. So God got you here. But what if God don't have you there? The Bible says, thank you Holy Ghost. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, this scripture says, says that there is no temptation that's not common to man. So some stuff is just common in life. Some stuff is just life. 
But the Bible says when it gets too heavy, God has given, he, he, has, he has committed himself to you that when it's heavier than you can bear, he will provide a way of escape. It didn't say he will cause you to go through it. Say when it's too heavy. So God don't put stuff on you that breaks your spirit as a person. The Bible says, but a broken spirit, who can bear? He don't put stuff on us to crack us like cisterns. Anything you go through in Christ, you're better, you're bigger, you're stronger. You don't need counseling for Now, you do what you want to do. I'm going to teach you the truth, and, you gonna, and, and I, I can just tell by the Spirit. Some of you, you're going to just keep offering it. Well, go ahead. Fine. That what you want to do? That what you want to do. Keep lying on God. <laughs> but you can't find. Look at Acts chapter 20. I'm going to show you in the book. Acts chapter 20, 21. Look there. Oh, God. Hallelujah. Verse 4. Find the disciples. This is Paul now. Paul is on, on his, uh, accessory, his accessory journey. Finding the disciples, we tear it there seven days. Who said to Paul, they said to Paul, how? How, how were they speaking to Paul? Keep reading. That he, that he should not go up into Jerusalem. Listen, it is dangerous, ministers, pastors, people. It is dangerous to only have zeal. Zeal alone is not enough. Did you hear what I just said? A strong desire and a zeal to do is not enough. Paul is anointed by God. He received the word of God from no man. He only spoke by the will of God. And now Paul is thinking that because I got this anointing on my life, I can go to Caesarea and they're going to hear me because this anointing is on my life to do it. Notice there is no leading of Holy Spirit. There's just a zeal to do. Zeal alone is dangerous. It'll corrupt you every time because it feel like it's God because I'm anointed to do it. But you even need permission with the anointing. Hey, Rebasa, my God from heaven. Now watch this. Go down to verse 11. They do some traveling. He got women and children with him. Verse 11 says, and when he was come unto us, a prop, I'm sorry, verse 10, verse 10, verse 10, verse 10, verse 10, verse 10. They came unto Caesarea, verse 8, they're there. Same, they had daughters, virgins, which, were, which did prophesy. So we got all this stuff going around them. Look at verse 10, we're going to keep reading down. And as they tarried there many days, there came down from Judah a certain prophet named Agabus. Now, stop church. At verse 4, his disciples spoke to him by who, by what? By the Spirit. So Holy Spirit has already spoken, right? Now, he gets a confirming word. Isn't God good? God don't want, watch this, God sees ahead. Woo Holy Spirit shows us things to come. Now watch this, Holy Spirit showing us things to come does not mean that he literally shows us the thing. Holy Spirit, no, is showing us that you shouldn't do that. He doesn't have to show you the trouble to say no to keep you from it. Because you should have confidence in his leading to know that he has your best at heart, that he don't need to show you the outcome in order for you not to do it, but that his no is good enough. Yeah. Woo, woo, woo. I hope y'all in the room today. Now watch this. Tarot, a prophet named Agabus come to him. Look at this. Keep going. And, and when he was coming to him, he uses what we call a prophetic gesture. 
Prophetic gestures are biblical. You, you in front of a man or woman of God and they say, God going to hear you turn around three times. That's called a prophetic gesture. And they say, God is turning it around. That's not foolery. If you think it's foolery, fine. The Bible says God used the foolishness of preaching to confound the wise. So if you believe in the prophet, the Bible says just do it. That's a story. True story. True story. Our atheist came to church. He was coming for the last time, sat on the back row. He said, God, if you're real, you'll show me today and you'll make, a, you'll make somebody do a somersault in the pulpit. True story. You'll make somebody do a somersault. Now, he's made up his mind. This is the last day and I'm going to try God and God, if you're real, if you say who you are who you are, you'll make somebody do a somersault. Sits on the back row, services going on. You've minister sitting right there beside his pastor. He goes over to his pastor. He say, Pastor, he say, this is strange, but I hear the Lord telling me to do a somersault. The preacher looks looks at the boy and say, well, if it's God, do a somersault. The guy thinks that's crazy. That's foolish. Who does a somersault in the pulpit? He sits back down. But this unshakable unction is going on on the inside of him. He goes back to the pastor and say, pastor, I hear this voice again telling me to do a somersault. He looks at the boy and say, well, boy, obey God. If he's telling you to do a somersault, do a somersault. The boy... I didn't think about that before I did it. I'm 50 now. Watch this. The boy does a somersault, and from the back row comes a man bawling in tears. He comes down to the altar. The pastor notices something different about him. He gets up, and he greets the boy at the altar, and he asks the boy, did he have something to say? And the boy turns around and says, I'm an atheist, and this was going to be my last time offering my life up to God. And I told God if he was real, that he would call somebody to do a somersault. By this time, the, the youth minister starts shouting, watch this, because he's glad that he obeyed the inner voice. So, prophetic gestures are real whether you believe it or not. Amen. Amen. But he, now this, this prophet is about to perform a prophetic gesture with Paul. The Bible says he takes his girdle, bound his own hand, took, took his girdle, that's the thing that's around him, took it off, Paul puts his hands out, he binds his hands up. And his feet binds his hand and his feet. Now, the word comes to loose. He's, he's using a prophetic gesture to bind because Paul's zeal is to go loose the people. The prophet comes and binds his hands and his feet. Now, watch this. And said, thus saith Holy Spirit still speaking now with a prophetic gesture. So shall the Jews at Jerusalem bind the man that owneth this girl and shall deliver him into the hands of the Gentiles. Paul had the anointing on his life to preach to the Gentiles. But if they had delivered him to these Gentiles, they were going to kill him. So the thing that he was anointed for, had he done it with just zeal, was actually going to work against him. Look at the next verse. And when he heard these things, both we and they of that place, we besought him. Paul, please don't go. So he's already heard from the Spirit twice. And now the passion of the people's hearts and love and devotion for Paul. Paul, please don't go. We, Holy Spirit has already spoken. The prophet has come and spoke. Paul, please don't go. Paul, please don't go. Watch the next verse. Then Paul answered, what mean ye to we? To break mine heart. Y'all hurting me with that. You know who I am? For I am ready not to be bound only but also to die at Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. Paul, shut up. How are you going to usurp your desire over Holy Spirit's obedience? Watch this though. And he would not be persuaded. Paul, please, Paul, please. Okay. 
That's how they, just how quick they, Paul, please don't go. Paul, please don't go. Okay. <laughs> Might as well stop. A man not persuaded of his own will is the same yet. Look what the Bible says. We see saying, and we just say it. Now, this way, we jack that up. The will of the Lord be done. The will of the Lord be done right there means God will never usurp his authority over your will to do. So they say, well, the will of the, and the will of the Lord is you have free will. So they say, okay, forget it. The will of the Lord be done then. We can't force you. We tried to encourage you. We tried to persuade you. Holy Spirit has spoken. Ha, just got to let the will of the Lord be done with that. Paul gets beat up. If you go over to, to verse, verse 27, um, uh, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, verse 27, the Bible says they lay hands on the dude. They stirred up all the people. Watch, did he get over there? Jews, which were, just like the prophet said, they lay hands on him. Come on, say they lay hands on him. Y'all know what I mean when they say lay hands? They lay hands on him. Go to verse 30. Watch this real quick. Verse 30, verse 30. Look what it says at verse 30. And, and all the city was moved and the people ran together and they took Paul, drew him out of the temple and forthwith the doors were shut. Read the next verse. Watch this, watch this, watch this. And as they went about to kill him, they stomping him out. Watch this. Tidings came unto the chief captain of the band that all Jerusalem was in an uproar who immediately took the soldiers and centurions and ran down unto them. And when they saw the chief captain and the soldiers, they left. Do you know Paul almost got beat to death? They had to sneak in and find Paul unconscious and lower him down to get him out of the city. Now, if you go and you talk to the average church person, he was suffering for Christ's sake. Lie! That ain't suffering for Christ's sake. How did the Holy Spirit tell him not to go? Sent a prophet who spoke by the Holy Spirit to tell him not to go. They even emotionally asked him not to go. He still went, and then you gonna say that was suffering for Christ's sake? We don't know what suffering is in the, in the church. We don't know what it is. It's for Christ's sake. Christ said, if you love me, you'll do my word. So suffering is also, is always for the sake of doing the word. It ain't that hard. So if you're not doing the word and you're going through something, you're not suffering for Christ's sake. Quiet up in here. It's called suffering for his sake. His sake is for doing the word. So if you're not doing the word, you in a relationship and Holy Spirit did not tell you to get in that relationship and you are going through, you are not suffering for Christ's sake. If you're not in that relationship permitted by Holy Spirit, you're suffering for your sake. We don't understand the scripture. We don't get it. And I'm, it just breaks my heart when I look at the body of Christ because we're going through stuff we do not have to go through. Let's, let's close this out. Let's close this out. How does Holy Spirit guide us? Real quick, there are two primary ways Holy Spirit guides believers. My time, I got seven minutes. Do I honestly have seven more minutes? Okay. Number one, he guides us spectacular. External guidance, angels, visions, dreams, gifts of the Spirit, and God's audible voice. God's audible voice, and that's on rare occasions. I've only heard God's audible voice twice in my whole, and I've been preaching for 20 plus years. I've only heard God's audible voice twice. Well, I can almost say three times because I heard God's voice when he told me to marry Mashandia. I heard his voice because I was about to be out the door. Then I had a nightmare and I heard God's voice, so I knew it was God. 
<laughs> number two, not only does he speak spectacular, number two, he speaks subtle. Subtle is internal guidance. That, that, that would be a faint, uh, uh, it, sometimes it can be faint, which means it's barely perceptible. It, it, it's delicate, which means it requires sensitivity. It's a whisper achieved in a quiet way that does not attract attention. And listen to me, this is how we really should be trying to hear Holy Spirit. Not in the spectacular, but in the subtle. But you'll never hear him in the subtle, Leonard, if we're not spending time with his word. And, and this is something I learned, Kim, about Holy Spirit. He always start with the simple things. Like, like, like a couple of weeks ago, and I kicked my own self in the butt. A couple of weeks ago, I had to get to the church real early. I think I got here like about 6 o'clock in the morning. I'm leaving out the house. And I'm already ahead of time, but I feel like I'm late. You know, if you talk to my kids, I'm all, they'll tell you, I get, I get to the airport two hours ahead of time. We're going to sit there. We're going to sit there. We ain't missing this plane. And just, you know, don't judge me. <clears throat> I just get to places like I had a wedding yesterday. The wedding started at 5. I was sitting in the parking lot at 4. Don't judge me because you get there. <laughs> so anyway, I'm already ahead of time, and I hear this voice, Brad Agnew say, don't forget your church keys. Well, in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, somebody be at the church. But I'm also not thinking that I'm early, so ain't nobody going to be there but me. So I jump, and, and, and I'm thinking to myself, well, I, use, I never take my keys out the car. So I know my church keys, they in the car. I'm, I'm, I'm going down the road. I pull up to the church, as I always do. And I reach down there to get my keys, and my keys are not there. And then I hear Holy Spirit say, I told you to get your keys. And it's like he was talking. I saw like his face. I told you to get your keys. So now I got to, watch this, watch this. I got to waste time and gas to drive all the way back home because I got to do what I got to do to drive all. And ain't no use of me calling Pastor M because she, she on her second turn to get up and meet me halfway with my keys. You know, second turn, you got the second turn, sleep. So I had to drive all the way back home to get my keys. Watch this. When all I had to do was listen to that subtle voice. And that's how Holy Spirit will usually start with you. He'll say, hey, touch her on the shoulder and just tell her God love her. Just subtle stuff. Hey, go back in there and put those shoes in the car. What is he doing? may not even need the shoes, but he's training you how to hear that subtle voice with just small stuff. Just small stuff. Hey, 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 give him give a dollar. Give him five. Just, just real stuff. Because if you're not hearing him in that list, no you see him telling you no big stuff. You be, I rebuke you, devil. And that's Holy Spirit the whole time. So he start off with little small stuff. He'll just bring stuff. Hey, call your mama and just say hello. Hey, call your friend. on the. He'll just unction you with little small subtle stuff. Because he's training you how to be sensitive to that whisper. And not to disregard that whisper. Because it could be one day that there's an accident about to happen that's on your regular route. And he needs you to turn right. But you're in such a hurry. That you die early. And now we wonder, how God, how you let them do that? I thought you said we can buy accidents. He said, yeah, you bound the accident, but I also told them how to turn from it, but they ain't hear me. I told them to make a right, but they kept going because they was already late. Because they, they took a third turn. You know what a third turn is, right? A third turn is when the alarm, <laughs> and you hit that snooze button, and you turn again. Instead of getting up so you can get there on time. And now you're rushing. And when you rush, you really don't hear the whisper. 
because you're too busy looking out for the police. And you got road rage for the folks in front of you who won't, watch this, who won't break the speed limit for you. <laughs> Am I the only one when you, you kind of running behind? Will you please, Jonathan, will you please go? And then I thought to myself, well, I'm the one that's late. <laughs> Why am I mad? I need them to break the law for me. <laughs> you drive so slow. The speed limit is 35. You're doing 50. Hello. Come on, y'all say, I repent. <laughs> Everybody say, I repent. I repent. You just need to repent. Get your butt up. Go to bed, right? Get up. You'll be all right. I really thought about that one day. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm on my horn. You get what I'm saying? I'm riding my horn. Well, you're moving. Then, you know, I'm the type of person when I pass by, y'all got to look at you. <laughs> right? And it was like the Lord slept me up beside the back of my You late. Don't be mad at them folks because they driving the speed limit and they stopping at the red light and not treating it like it's a yellow light. Right? Am I the only one? You could have made that. No, they could not. It was between the yellow and the red. You saw that. <laughs> Y'all know I'm telling. We about to hold a delivery service real quick. You know I'm telling the truth. You could have you made that. No, that light was red. That light was not yellow. That was not a proceed with caution. That was a stop. And you bet they're mad as a dick. Look at your phone. Oh, I'm going to be late. You already late. You was late when you got up. There's no need in making other people problems yours. You was late when you got up. You just say, Lord, forgive me. And, and, and drive. So do we have, at this time, do we need anyone that needs to come to the altar? <laughs> we got one honest person in the room. All the rest of y'all lying. <laughs> All right, all right, 17 seconds. Let, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me say this and I'm done. Holy Spirit will always guide us in a way that is in alignment with the Word of God. He'll always guide us in a way that is in alignment with the Word of God. Watch this, because God's Word is the truth. Remember, Jesus said he would not speak of himself, but he'll speak of me. Well, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God, and the word was God. And so Holy Spirit will always speak. Listen, that's why it's important for you to begin to spend time in the word, right? Because when that boy speak, it will always speak in alignment. And you'll be like, oh, that's Holy Spirit, because I remember reading that. Oh, that's Holy Spirit. And now I'm, I'm nurturing my spirit in knowing what that boy sounds like. I want to say this last about Holy Spirit. It's not in my notes. But Holy Spirit is our safety. He's our safety. And if we, if we, listen, precious people, please hear what I'm saying. Please, some of us, and please hear Pastor's heart, we got to turn away from social media. We got to, we, we really got to discipline ourselves and master that place. God was speaking to me the other day about, about social media and the danger of it. <clears throat> it's almost like, you know, when you buy a flat screen TV, it's already out of production. That they're already making another one to replace it. And he says media is faster than that. So you don't even have an opportunity to think and ruminate on what's being said before something else is bam already coming out after this, after this. I mean, and, and I'm and it's so quick that we get it that it destroys our ability to think and reason. And we just believe the next thing they said about it. 
And so it's at, so the news is really controlling us. And it's not giving us time to think and reason. For instance, just a quick example, like and you, you, many of you have seen it. Talk about like Jada and Will. She talked about, you know, Will don't know her, you know, how to please her. They've been married for 22 years. Will don't know how to please her. And, and, it, it, and, and I understand that's the devil. The undertones to is marriage don't work. Yeah. Well, well, he shouldn't, man, no, God never, nowhere in the word does it say your husband or wife should know how to please you. Right. We should be communicating so you tell me how to please you. After 50 years, it does not mean I should automatically know. You should be communicating to me what pleases you. And now that I know because you told me. But how was marriage, how were you all giving each other your most sincere and honest love by freeing yourselves to sleep with other people? And that was pleasing, but the marriage itself is not pleasing. And no one heard that. Because we got stuff coming out after, 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 after. And no one took the time to listen and say, well, wait a minute. First of all, they weren't even doing marriage the right way. And look what they call love. The Bible says God has joined a man and a woman. He didn't go, nowhere in God's rule book of marriage does he say that that man and that woman have the choice of how many other people they want to invite inside of what he put together. Nowhere in Scripture. So we don't make the rules of marriage. So if they broke the rules, no wonder the marriage is broken. But we don't have time to listen and reason like that because news after news after news after news after news after news. And once something else comes out, it kills what, what, what just came out. Like the TV. It's no good anymore because they already got another one coming out. And so what we got to do, guys, we got we to gotta become mature enough. That we, we push ourselves away from that because if we're not careful, we will allow those things to read our lives for us. We think we're reading it, but it's actually now telling us how we should believe, how we should function, how we should see, how we should think. And we got to be so very careful. We got to get more into this word. We got to get more here. You are a kingdom citizen. This is your guide. Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Whew. Holy Spirit, we thank you. We say we hear your voice and the voice of the stranger we will not follow. We're God-led and not emotionally driven. And we honor you. Teach us, Holy Spirit, as we listen to you. In the mighty name of Christ Jesus. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. If you were changed by this message today, help someone else by sharing on your social media platforms. You can partner with us to continue to reach more people by giving at rightwayccc.org or on the Givelify app. Make sure to subscribe so that you're the first to know when a new episode is available. Thanks for listening.